Let us go to the gospel lesson this morning to Matthew, the first chapter, the 23rd verse. The gospel of Matthew gives us the story of Jesus in a way that the other gospels do not. It is a storytelling gospel, and it wants you to know about Jesus' mama and them, where he comes from, what neighborhood he's from, and why that is important. When we get to the 23rd verse, the Hebrew people would have been reminded that the prophets have already told them about this Jesus. And so, if we start in Matthew chapter 2, verse 22, the scripture reads, All of this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message through his prophet. Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Lord, holy, holy is that precious lamb. The lamb that comes to save us. The lamb that comes to redeem us. The lamb that comes to set us free. So Holy Ghost, speak. Speak to your people and hide this, your servant, behind that old rugged cross. So that everything that is said and everything that is heard comes straight from you. This is your servant's prayer. In the name of Jesus the Christ, we pray. Amen. God is with us. Emmanuel. That's probably the name that most Christians are most familiar with outside of Jesus. Other than Jesus. It is the name that we hear over and over and over again in the Advent songs, in the Christmas songs, in the scripture. And when we want to be sure that we feel like God cares about us. Today, we lit the candle of peace. And the peace candle reminds us that the Advent season is winding down. It's coming to an end that joy and love and faith and hope all lead us to peace. But it's really hard to get peace all by yourself. Peace is not manufactured by humans. Peace is a gift from God. Peace is given to us through experiencing the power of the Most High God. 
Peace is evident, evidence of Emmanuel. We use the word Emmanuel, we say that God is with us, but what does it really mean? It's not the same as saying that Ruby and I went to the store and she was with me in every aisle and everywhere I went and we got our list and we checked it twice and we achieved our goal and Ruby was with me every step of the way. No. If you go back to the beginning of Matthew, what you will learn is that in the very beginning of time, when the earth was just a void, that God was with us then. And if you go to the middle of the Bible and you read the prophets, you will learn that God was with us every step of the way in the good times and in the bad times when we were hungry and when we had plenty, when we were at home and when we were in a strange land, when things were peaceful and when things were frightful, God was with us. And if we go to the end, we learn that God was with us at the beginning. We learn that God is with us in the meantime. And we learn that God is with us at the end. Ruby can go to the grocery store and be with me the whole time that we're in the grocery store. But she can't be with me every second that I breathe. It's a different kind of withness. It's a different way of being in community. It's a different understanding of how we walk together and talk together. If we understand that Emmanuel, God with us, means that God is with us in the beginning. God is with us in the meantime. And God is with us at the end then we have to understand that Emmanuel means that God is with us when we didn't wake up like that. And God is with us while we slept and we were unconscious. God was with us and is with us every breath we take and every move we make. God is with us in our good decisions and in our bad decisions. God is with us when we get married and When we get divorced, God is with us when we are born and when we die. God is with us. There is nothing in your life, not a thing in your life or in life eternal, that God is not present. Look, the virgin will 
conceive a child. And she will give birth to a son. And they will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. The Lord will never leave you nor forsake you. Never. The Lord is the ever-present help in the time of trouble. Always. Even Jesus said in Matthew 28, Look, I myself will be with you every day until the end of this present age. Did you know that among our youth, suicide is the number one cause of death? It wasn't like that even just a few years ago. God is with us. In the good and in the bad, in the insurmountable and in the impossible. When we think we can't recover from something that has happened in our life. When things are so dark that all we see is darkness. Jesus is the light of the world. And if we can remember, if we can just dig deep enough to remember that there is nothing that is too hard for God. And nothing that can make God not love you and nothing that can make Jesus abandon you and nothing that can take back Christmas if we can just remember that God is with us if we can just remember that God will always be with us if we can just scream out Emmanuel This world is upside down. Twelve-year-olds are being gunned down in our streets. Twelve-year-olds who should be at home with their parents. Eight-year-olds are dying by suicide. Eight-year-olds. We treat people like trash. Like they're to be thrown away. Like they don't have a purpose in the world. And yet we are supposed to be the bearers of this message that God is with us. I don't know about you, but I don't want a God who thinks that just because I'm different from somebody that I don't deserve to have abundant life. I don't know about you, but I don't want a God who thinks that because I struggle with mental illness and have a hard time holding down a job or staying inside that I'm not worth not freezing to death. I don't know about you, but I don't want a God who believes that because a little child was born into a certain neighborhood that they don't deserve to graduate from high school and that they don't deserve to read. I don't want that God. God. 
And yet, we are the only Emmanuel that some people see. And if we are the only Emmanuel that some people see, and we turn our nose up because somebody smells a certain way, how are they to know that they were created in the image of God to be loved and adored and that they deserve more than this? If the place that we are born determines whether or not we are going to have a certain kind of life, whether I can read, whether I can have a certain kind of job, whether I get to go to this grocery store that has healthy food or this grocery store that has junk, this place that allows me to be healthy and this place that makes me sick, that I live in a place where pollution is in the air because I can only afford to live on the tracks where the pollution is or whether I am born into a place where all things are beautiful and wonderful and healthy and I drive around on golf carts and nothing in this world can touch me. What kind of God is that? It is your job, your job, your job, your job. You exist for people to experience Emmanuel. I saw something on social media this week. <laughs> it said, stop telling your children that very expensive things come from places and spaces and jolly people who don't visit other children. Because then they will believe that that jolly person does not love them and adore them like all the other children. iPads come from Best Buy. If you really believe that God is with you, if you were people of Emmanuel, if the Lord Jesus is the gift and a reason for hope this season, then show somebody else. This season has nothing to do with what's under that tree. In fact, Dr. Mike Slaughter, 
who was the pastor of Ginnensburg Church in Ohio for years and years and years. Every Christmas he would get up and he would tell his congregation, he would say, I have good news and bad news. Christmas is not your birthday. Billionaires are stealing from poor people. (laughs) Little brown children are made to believe that they have no value in this world. Gay and trans teenagers are made to believe that they maybe have been created just to be beat up on because somebody doesn't value their worth. If people don't believe in Jesus the same way we believe in Jesus, we tell them that, well, they don't believe in Jesus at all. And we huff and puff when the lady in the grocery store is counting her coupons and putting things back because she can't pay the bill. That's not Christmas. It's not the reason for the season. That's not what God created us for. Historically, Jesus had 12 disciples. But the Gospel of Luke... In chapter 10, verse 1 says, The Lord commissioned, the Lord blessed and sent out 72 others and sent them on ahead in pairs to every city and place that he was about to go. Now, don't miss this. It doesn't say he sent the 72 out in pairs to all the places that he'd already been. It says that he sent the 72 in pairs to places that he was about to go. So whether you think that God has been there or not, Whether you think that God co-signs on this behavior or not. Whether you think that somebody is worthy or not. You, the people of God, have a responsibility to go and be Emmanuel wherever you end up. Be clear. I am not saying that you are God. That is blasphemous and it's idol worship. But I am saying that you are to love people as if you are the only God that they will ever 
experience. This is the most happy, the most joyous time of the year. It's also the most awful time of the year. It's when the haves get to celebrate and the have-nots are reminded how much they don't have. It's when those who are sick are reminded how difficult it is to live in a world where so many people are well and when the world is built for those who are well. It's the time of the year where those who have lost loved ones are so reminded that their person is not sitting next to them. I mean, have you seen the commercials on TV this time of year? There's not an empty chair at any table. It's the time of the year when we're reminded that something in our brain is just not quite like somebody else's brain. Mary had a baby. And she had a baby at a time where she was not supposed to have a baby. And she had that baby at a time and in a place where people wanted to punish her because they assumed her behavior was outside of what was accepted. We assume... That children who don't have access to certain things are bad because they don't know how to behave. We assume that the people who sleep on our steps and in our doorways have done something to deserve to be there. We assume that people who walk around in darkness have earned it. And the word of the Lord for us today, remember that God is with us. And remember that because God is with you, You are to bring the light of the world to everybody that you encounter. You are to be the gift bearer. You are to pray, Emmanuel. Friends, this takes courage. <laughs> It means that we have to step outside of our box. We have to do crazy things like build affordable housing. But there is a reason for hope. And that reason is Emmanuel. 
In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, we pray. Amen.